0: Learn more at marines.com. You're listening to Habs Culture, a Montreal Canadiens podcast.
1: Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Habs Culture and on Twitter at Habs underscore culture to stay on track with news and updates. Episode 33 of the Habs Culture podcast. My name is Rohanthi Bertagia. I'm alongside Justin Schwartz. And as usual, not much to talk about in Habs land. Um, it's Sunday. Uh, Sunday afternoon. It's four thirty. So, um, I'll just go over some news that actually came out an hour well, ago. Well, Mark, why don't we um, why don't we review last night's game first? Oh, okay. We'll do that in like maybe a few minutes. I just wanted to cover because uh, like the Habs tweeted something about changes, and uh, oh. we'll just go over that because um, there was. Are you few- serious? Yeah, I'm pretty sure there were some changes. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Let me just that. let me find those those exact changes. Um because I think I think they're still pretty important even though the Habs got a win last night in Pittsburgh, which is significant because Step they have in the right away. direction, right? Yeah, but let me find them. Um, so there was a whole memo and I'll just put it in simple terms here. The Montreal Canadiens have fired general manager Mark Bergevin, Trevor Timmons, and Paul Wilson. They have also in the process, hired Jeff Gordon as Executive Vice President of Hockey Operations. So enough with the sarcasm, bombshell, Jeff Molson finally changes things up after 10 years of Marc Bergevin and 20 years, believe it or not, of Trevor Timmons. 20 years. Bergevin, correct me if I'm wrong, his role was um, General Manager and Vice President. Yes, exactly. Okay. Exactly. They bring in Gordon as executive vice president of hockey operations. Finally, which is something we've actually spoken about on the podcast. If you go back, Mm -hmm. I don't know, three episodes about, we spoke about About. Jeff Gordon coming in. It finally happens. And look, the news dropped. Like we're, we're Sunday right now. It was Saturday that they were like all the rumors came out. Right. And man, was it exciting. It's, and now it's, it's actually happening.
0: It's heating up a little bit. Um, yeah, it was funny because, Mark, yesterday morning, you know, Saturday morning, not much going on, right? Just a little bit of work to do. But I ended up going for breakfast with my friend, mm-hmm. sitting there. And again, you know, he's a Habs fan. We were just talking about kind of the, the, the overall direction of this team. And we were just, look, again, it's, it's, it was almost day after day complaining about anything you can possibly find on this team. But the one thing that that the topic of conversation yesterday morning, we were just looking at kind of who does what in this organization, Who does what? Like what is Molson's official role? What is his official title? Obviously he's the owner, but what else does he do? Same for Mm -hmm. Bergevin, same for Ducharme, so on and so forth. But it's hilarious that give or take five, six hours later, they released a memo that they are allowed to interview Jeff Gordon. And on top of that, Scott Mellenby has resigned as AGM of this team. Mm -hmm. So it's just funny how everything falls into place. Sometimes you have to speak certain things into existence. And, uh, Look, I'm sitting here and I think we'll get we'll go more in depth on this, but I think we're both pretty excited.
1: Yeah, before we get it we'll we'll go through like I'll go through yesterday's reaction and today's reaction and then we'll go through like Mark Bergermain, Trevor Timmons and then we'll get to Jeff Gordon sure. later on. Because still like Bürgemeiner's been here for a decade and I think we should still acknowledge what he's done. Absolutely. Yesterday I got a new phone, so all my apps were still like either downloading or like shifting over from my old phone or I have to log in to Twitter and do all that stuff. So I didn't see or I didn't get the notification from the Ellie Friedman tweet right away as I would normally. Right. You sent it to me luckily Mm -hmm. on iMessage. Right. So I saw it and I was like kind of shocked because I didn't know what, like I didn't expect you to just, just send me that and I didn't expect actually the Habs to be interviewing Jeff Gordon. And obviously I read that and I'm like, okay, but Interview, then there's still like two weeks later or they finally hire the guy and it's a long process. Then Scott Mellonby quits in the first period of the Habs game, right? It was randomly.
0: It was very And randomly. that's
1: when, I think that's when everyone knew something's going down. There's changes coming. And obviously Elliot Friedman kind of clarified and all the other reporters clarified that Scott Mellonby wasn't given the option or wasn't given the role of becoming the next GM. Or even present of hockey operations. So he said, I'm out. Because he'll find he'll find a job somewhere else for sure. And yeah, and then today, everyone gets wiped. There's one guy left. I don't I forget his name, but there's one guy left up there. <laughs> you know, like the bicep club? Yeah. So like Bergevin, Timmins, and Wilson are all part of the bicep club. I think there's one guy left. It was <laughs> <That's so laughs> so like funny. four members of the bicep club. There's <laughs> one guy left who's still <laughs> there, apparently. So it's hilarious. But We'll go on to Mark Bergeret a bit um, because, look, there's a lot of, there's been a lot of haters of Marc Bergeret. I think there's been times where he should have been or people wanted him fired, I don't know, two, three years ago, maybe even four years ago. There was like a few periods where they wanted him gone. He made arguably the biggest trade in franchise history, the biggest splash. So I'm going to ask you this question when you look back of 10 years of Marc Bergevin, and I know it's tough because we're still 19 years old
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and Bergevin was born in 2012. So before that, like we weren't really, we didn't really understand what was off ice activity in the national hockey league. We just watched hockey because we liked the sport. So it's tough to compare to what was previous of Marc Bergevin or was prior to Marc Bergevin. But if you had to look at his 10 year or 10 season, span as general manager of the Montreal Canadians what's the best move he made and what's the worst move he made best move could even for be me, like just anything that he's either said or it doesn't have to be a trade right it could be anything
0: okay so best move for me is pretty like look there and I actually saw a list of them that were pretty they they were all pretty good. There was nothing mm-hmm. look, he's made his fair share of great moves and his fair share of a few bad moves, but without without that, we wouldn't the Habs wouldn't be where they are today, right? They've mm-hmm. gone through a lot of ups and downs. But the one trade that sticks out for me, or the one move that sticks out for me, is definitely the move to go and acquire Nick Suzuki um mm-hmm. look it's, it's pretty straightforward it's pretty obvious at least in my eyes but i do think that that was a game changer in terms of let's just put it in quotes here direction for this team nick suzuki clearly going to become or is already a big part of this team um you add on thomas tatar who brought a lot to the table and if i'm not mistaken the pick that we used to acquire matthias norlander um mm-hmm. so those three pieces are were and still are significant pieces max patch ready great player not going to Harp on him there, but I think that we—he maximized his value. He maximized his value by making that trade. So, with that being said, that would be the best move. It's a good answer. It's um, a very good answer. Uh, worst move? I—I uh, I don't want to say something that I'll regret here. I—I—I I, I, I say worst move in terms of. I, okay, I'm gonna say it. I wasn't a big fan of the Surguchev or Drew Lane trade. Mm-hmm. Not saying that it—that it's not a. I'm, I don't think that it was his best move. Um, by, by any stretch. But in my eyes, I think that it might have affected the organization a little bit more than some people think. But regardless, like I, I, maybe I'm not thinking of something off the top of my head. I want to hear what you have to say.
1: Yeah, what? best move. Um, I think Mark Bergevin was very, very good at getting something out of nothing. Whether it was yeah, trading very- Marco Scandella for a second and a third or wherever it was, even though he traded for Scandella for like a fifth, whether it was a bunch of small trades that just at the deadline acquired certain pieces, whatever. I think his best move was acquiring Philip Deneau. Like mm-hmm. that trade itself.
0: For nothing too, right?
1: Like he gave up Fleischman and Weiss, was it? Or yep. just Fleischman? No, both. Fleischmann and Weiss for Deneau a second round pick. And that second round pick was Romanov. Mm-hmm. And Dano became the center that he was or that he is today because of what he did in Montreal. I think that was a very significant trade. Again, nothing out of something. Or Wait. something out of nothing. Sorry. <laughs> I'm confusing <laughs> myself over here. Um, but yeah, I think he did a, I think he did a good job on that front of, of finding talent where some general managers don't see it. Or finding guys that are struggling in certain markets and bringing them here to shine. Um... I didn't like, and this is just like I'll say a joke, but I didn't like him losing Sven Andrighetto for some reason. That that's the one thing that I'll always remember of him trading Sven Andrighetto for Andreas Martinson. Again, it's not a game changer. Like it's not like it changed her. Can I <laughs> yeah, go try? Ahead. In here
0: actually, because yeah, go ahead. it's funny because at the time I was also not happy about <laughs> yeah. it for some odd reason. I think it was because again it was one of those players that. Had some potential, and he did look. If I were to comp- compare him to a player in our organization right now, like someone who's maybe a little bit more evolved, but I would look at him like kind of like a Lekkinen type player, right? Mm-hmm. Who has the goal scoring ability with a certain skill set, but was never really given the opportunity. And then I and then I know that he went to Colorado and actually did some like he went yeah, on some he crazy did. goal streak or something. <laughs> yeah, but, he did well. but what else is new, right? Um, but but actually on that point, if there was one move that I think look, again, it wouldn't really affect this season all that much, but losing Corey Perry wasn't ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Corey Perry not only brought something on the ice and he he has such a unique skill set, but I also do think that he, you lost something in the locker room, which, again, I'm not saying is the determinant of our season right now, but again, you don't, you don't, those pieces that you, that you may, or those pieces that you require for $950,000 in the offseason could in turn be a game changer at mm-hmm. some point throughout the season, whether it be in the Postseason or in the regular season, and I do think that Corey Perry was a big piece to this team last year and a reason that they actually had some sort of success. So that's I'll, I'll change my answer to that.
1: Um, yes, Van ghetto is obviously not my main answer because uh, <laughs> right again, it was just a, a trade deadline. He tried to get that was arguably his worst trade deadline ever when he tried to get bigger. Did he not Steve go Watt,
0: after who did? He, oh my god, he I forgot Steve the first Hott, name, Martinson King.
1: and Dwight King. King. Those were the, King. the three that he got to try and get bigger, but that wasn't the Habs' play style. no nope. Anyways, you saw this this cup run. It's a fast paced, whatever. We're not gonna get into that. Right.
0: It's a nice mix of skill mm-hmm. and and bigger bodies, right? It's it's not it's not too much of one.
1: Yeah, I think argue like, I think hundred percent the worst move of this that he ever made, um, on during his tenure as general manager, was drafting Logan Mayu. Logan Mayu. Mm, that's, think,
0: that's interesting. Interesting.
1: Um, not only do I think that the move was bad. I think that the way it was handled was bad not only on his part but on the man who was also relieved of his duties today Trevor Timmons. I think what they the way they replied to the media was unacceptable. Timmons had no idea what to answer when they asked him solid questions. And there was just no reason to be drafting that player that high. If it feels the fifth round story. All. Or draft him at all. Exactly. So I think that was one move where if you look back at his tenure, it's something you're gonna remember because it wasn't something that's that was very good.
0: No, I, I agree. And kind of to add on to the drafting, I, I actually just saw a post on Instagram that was kind of talking talking about his moves, the moves he made and, and how significant they were and kind of where he brought his team to this day. Now I know that they're they're not having any success by any means right now, but the roster has changed drastically since he mm-hmm. first came in, right? Yeah. But one thing that I did note, or something that that I'd forget to post on Instagram, someone noted that a lot of his moves were overshadowed or shadowed by the lack of drafting. And you can make moves all you want, and we've talked about this. You can make moves in free agency and in the off season, and 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 make big splashes. But if you're not going to be able to draft and and bring in homegrown players. Your franchise won't be as successful, nearly as successful as it should be. So I think mm. that's interesting to note, too, because sometimes when you're look, they, they haven't we talked about this. They have not had any draft success in the past 10 plus years. So with that being said, I mean, you're basically going into every draft wasting draft capital that you went mm. out and uh, traded for or acquired at, at some point at the deadline to try and. Strengthen your team the next season, but you constantly missed. And again, you know, you bring in Shea Weber and you bring in Jonathan Drouin, you bring in Josh Anderson, you bring in all these big names who 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 bring something to the table, but if you're not going to surround them with the key pieces that you... Sorry, excuse me. Like, if you're not going to surround them with, with pieces that you acquired through the draft, mm-hmm. yeah. you're not setting yourself up for very much success.
1: Overall, Mark Bergeron in 10 years... Not only created a successful team, but it created a good system where if the Habs are now going to rebuild, which is probably looking very realistic, it won't be a long process because of Marc Bergema's ability to properly acquire young talent and build a good strong core beneath the NHL roster, which I think he did. He was able to create a winning roster in the National Hockey League and a winning roster in the AHL, which is something that is not easy to do. Jeff Gordon comes in. What's he going to do? Look, sorry, before we even talk about Jeff Gordon, people were suggesting that Jeff Gordon was going to be brought in and Bergevin wasn't going to be fired. Yet. Like, obviously, he was going to be. No way Jeff Gordon comes in and Bergevin just waiting to get fired until the end of the right. season. Like, it, it was always going to happen at once. Yeah. yeah. Like, anyways. Jeff Gordon comes in. I think Molson hit the jackpot on this. Out of all the guys available for an executive role, I think this is the guy. We'll go over his background in a bit. But I'm excited. I'm really excited. I don't know who he's going to bring in as general manager, and I don't think, honestly, I don't think it's a rush.
0: And... And Mark, and I also don't think, and I hope this doesn't get taken the wrong way, but I don't think it necessarily matters all that much. We were talking about this before the episode started, and yes, I understand that the GM has so much name value, so much name mm-hmm. value in this league. But now with the president of Hockey Operations, who... That is who, a GM, practically. Practically, right? You're running everything. You're running... Mm-hmm. You are you're, the, you're in, Yeah. You're in charge. It's you. Right. So, look, I'm not saying that having a good GM is not part of the success of a team. But what I am saying is that I think it's a little bit different now because Bergevin was the GM and the vice president of hockey operations. And he would report to Molson who was the owner, but also the president of hockey operations. Now you have another tier to access Mm -hmm. or another tier to report to, which is different. And the one other thing that I wanted to note on Jeff Gordon's behalf is he was fired because of a statement that he made or that he Mm -hmm. sent out regarding the Tom Wilson situation, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, he was fired. Him and the president of hockey operations, John Davidson, for the Rangers. Now, he's president of hockey ops for Columbus. They were fired for practically no reason.
0: And we they were talked fired about for a
1: non-hockey reason.
0: But that's it, right? And I do remember mm-hmm. talking about this like a while ago. We talked yeah, yeah. when the, drive, the news think, first yeah. broke yeah. out, right? We we yeah. talked about it, and we were we were in pure and utter shock because we were like, these guys look have done a relatively good job of building this Rangers team, and we'll talk mm-hmm. about Gordon's moves in a few minutes. But despite the fact that they've made good moves, they're getting fired for a reason that, again, like you just mentioned, has nothing to do with hockey. It's all mm-hmm. about, I guess you could say, ethical ethical reasons within the organization. So I think it's a little weird, right? Because everyone could say, oh, he was fired by the Rangers. But was he fired for the right reason? I don't think so.
1: Yeah, I don't think so either. And I think now coming into uh, look like I think he could have gone hired as GM of Anaheim right? Because Bob Murray left. Mm -hmm. And that's a team that's on the rise with a good amount of rookies. Obviously, it's better to be for people who don't understand what the president of hockey operations is. To be a president of hockey operations, you have to know how to be a GM. Because you're overseeing the GM and you're pretty much making the moves. Like if Kyle Dubas were to ever not be able to do his job for like six months, Brendan Shanahan can be a GM. Right. Right? So I'm happy there's that middleman now between the GM and Jeff Molson. And I think, and I really, really hope that this removes Jeff Molson from the equation of hockey decisions. Jeff Molson should not be making any hockey decisions. He should be paying the bills and making sure maybe there's cup holders at the Bell Center soon. Maybe they change the intermission animations. That Leave that to him. Bring back the torch, Jeff. But don't start making hockey decisions and telling your GM what to do. That's going to be Jeff Gordon's role now. Mm-hmm. And as we kind of know now, the GM's going to be a—he's going to be a puppet to Jeff Gordon. He will. Every decision's going to go through Jeff Gordon. God, there's so many Jeffs in this equation. Is kind of.
0: <laughs> but ones with the G well, and ones with the J. Yeah,
1: Gordon's <laughs> going to be making every decision, and whoever the GM is, whether it's Matthew Darsh or madden jr or patrick they'll just Law. be addressing the media saying this is what happened what'd
0: you say i said or patrick Roy. oh i
1: oh god i'm yeah. so happy um who was it not friedman but the guy he does the podcast with
0: this uh i i'm not too familiar but what is is it that he said that uh, uh the Habs that they contact. haven't approached him right
1: yeah um i got something took my tongue Jeff Merrick,
0: Jeff Merrick, right?
1: Yeah, he said they didn't contact him. Okay. And thank God, because he's crazy, man. Like, he, like I feel like he wouldn't be a lot. He wouldn't want someone above him. That's the thing, right? He's the type of guy who doesn't want anyone above him. And Jeff Gordon, at the end of the day, it's Jeff Gordon's decision who he hires. There's, there's going to be five guys who are going to walk into a room and do an interview. They're all going to have to speak French for obvious reasons. And he's going to choose I- one of them.
0: Sorry, I need to ask you a question on that because yeah, it's, it's a serious. It's seriously something that's been on my mind recently. I know now with the fact that Jeff Gordon is actually, you know, a part of this organization and 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 high up in this organization. Do you not think that he has some sort of control as to who comes in, regardless of if they speak French or not? I understand that Jeff Molson has the final say, but if Jeff Gordon said, "Look, I came here. I'm trying to win," and there is mm-hmm. someone in that's out there, a a, a Someone, a a candidate for this job who does not speak French. Like, can I bring him aboard? Like, yeah, I I, want to know where the what it comes down to.
1: I think this is the this is the perfect loophole for Jeff Molson to bring in a guy who's going to make every decision, but doesn't have to adjust the media in French. This is the perfect scenario. Jeff Gordon just makes every decision, and this poor GM is going to have to sit there. Like let's say Jeff Molson trades uh trades Jeff Petrie. Or let's more realistic. Let's let's see trades Ben Cherington for a first round pick and a third round pick at this upcoming deadline. And let's say the GM is already in place, which I highly doubt he will be. Cuz as of right now, Gordon's probably going to be the interim GM until now till whenever they find that guy. He makes that trade. And then that guy, whoever's if it's Madden Jr. or Darsh, going to have to sit in front of the media and explain why Jeff did it, not him. That's exactly what it is. Because he's not going to be making the final decisions. It's, it's all going to be Jeff Gordon. So at the end of the day, we have an English, and I'm quote-unquote, GM. We have <laughs> right. him. Right. But there's just going to be a, a public figure, like you said before we re- started recording. Someone who addresses the media in yeah, French, right? Exactly. Oh, this guy's our GM. He's wink, not really wink. your GM. <laughs> yeah, wink, wink. Exactly. Nudge, Jeff nudge. Was gonna say, "Here's our francophone general manager." No, no, this this the guy right on top of him, making every decision and forcing him to do certain things. And which honestly, I'm fine with. If that's oh, how we're absolutely. gonna have to function, then sure, that's the loophole. It
0: just, it just can we just talk about this for a second because it's 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 quite frankly pretty yeah? bad. It's, it's sad. Because the fact of the matter is, is that in every organization, you you have a president of hockey ops, you have a GM, you have an AGM, right? You have all these components that kind of work as one. And the fact that now Jeff Molson's loophole to hiring someone who doesn't have to be English, but uh, French, excuse me, but someone who's be- the best for the job, but has to sit behind someone who can just speak for him in <laughs> French is ridiculous. Yeah,
1: like he has to pay someone a full GM salary just to address the media
0: just so he can speak fluently in French and answer these
1: questions. we can have Jeff Gordon as, as GM and president of Hockey Ops. We can have him, the, sure. But no, no, no. Let's it not go to. down
0: that route again. But, but would you be open to that? Because the thing is, like, for me, is that I really do believe in having whoever it may be, but I, I like having, what, like, I do not like the fact that Molson was owner and president of Hockey yeah. Ops. I think we can both agree on that. But I also do think that, like, it's important that everyone has their own role and they can all, and they can all worry about their own thing. And when they need to discuss or or make big decisions, they'll come together and collaborate. But I don't like the 100%. fact that it's like, it was two guys, Bergevin and Molson, who were taking up four or five positions in in this front office. Now you're kind of making it like three or four for four or five positions. Therefore, now you have guys that worry about their own problems and their own work and they'll do mm-hmm. their own thing and then they'll come together to to make big decisions.
1: Again, it depends the team and the owner, right? If you look at let's say, let's look at Winnipeg's owner. He, he doesn't look like the guy who gives a crap about a hockey decision. He just wants his team to be successful so that he makes money. And he mm-hmm. lets um, Cheval Day off make all decisions. Right. If we look at the Leafs, they don't have a single owner. It's the Toronto Sports Entertainment who owns them or whatever NLC. it's called. Yeah, exactly. Maple Leafs, and whatever it's called. Sports Entertainment, Yeah. yeah. So they own the Leafs and they appoint Shanahan as that guy who makes sure that his young GM Kyle Dubas has the right path because if you if you take Lula Morello as your GM he shouldn't need to have a president of hockey operations he's like 75 years old or whatever he is Right. he's been in this league for who knows how long and he knows what to do mm-hmm. but if you're bringing in a younger guy like the Habs are about to do or a guy who hasn't had experience behind the wheel of a NHL organization it's perfect to have a president of hockey operations but Bergevin, at his age, or whatever he was, I don't think he needed one, but it's more no. the fact to create that separation between Molson, because Molson seems like the type of guy to get his hands into stuff that he shouldn't be in.
0: Well, that's for sure.
1: Whether If it's if the Habs were owned by Bell, like like the Leafs are, right, or Rogers, whatever it is. No, yeah, just Bell.
0: I'm not too sure what it is, but...
1: I think it's Bell and then a bit of Roger. I don't, I don't know. Right. Let's say it was just Bell. Mm-hmm. Then obviously they're not gonna, oh, uh, Jeff make this decision or Mark make this decision. No, because they're they're a corporation. They just want money. But here you have Jeff Molson, anyways.
0: I get where I, I get where you you're know going. what I mean. You know,
1: yeah. yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. It's just hard to say. Well, before we get into Jeff Gordon, because I really want to. I want to look at this stuff because he's now our our guy. He's the guy who's going to be running the ship for the next who knows how long. He's
0: our guy. Let's 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 just keep that undercover, right? Don't don't tell don't tell anyone. Don't make it yeah. too obvious. Because he, then he's the like, next thing you know, you're going to have French fans ru- running at us and saying, well, no, our 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 GM is Patrick Roy. Our GM is Mathieu Darche. Mm-hmm. Well, sure it is.
1: You know what's going to happen? You know, you know what's going to happen? <laughs> is they're going to hire Matthew Darche as GM. And the Habs are going to make an amazing trade. Or an, like they're going to do something amazing at some point.
0: <laughs> and Matthew Darsh is going to get all and the, the credit.
1: Quebec Journain de Montréal. Though. Wow, what a... What an amazing move by a rookie GM Matt.
0: For, yeah,
1: literally former Habs player. What a job. And then they're gonna be there's gonna be one iffy move. Jeff Gordon, how did he allow this to happen? This is horrific. But <laughs> <laughs> you know that's exactly what's gonna happen. Oh, it's too anyways. Funny, but... Trevor Timmons, and I want to throw this on to you because I know you have a lot to say about Mr. Timmons.
0: I'm not giving him any credit. I'm sorry.
1: He's gone. Ciao, it's been 20 years. Thank you so much, Ish. But it's time to move on. I don't know who they're going to hire. I have literally no idea. Who cares? Who cares? I mean, Jeff Gordon's probably going to bring a guy
0: from the Rangers. Sure, but now our first-round picks actually have some sort of value. Yeah. Well, like literally. Okay. I have a question though, and because this is, well, I don't I hope. know, in terms of player development, is is it mm-hmm. still the same crew?
1: Uh, yeah, but as of now, as of now, because right, who knows? Because all these like. Molson just fired three guys uh three executives technically. Like if mm-hmm. you're an assistant GM you're considered an executive.
0: If I'm if I like I believe technically
1: so. you're high up in there. Yeah. Um I don't think it's Molson's decision or it shouldn't be at least to fire scouts and those guys I think that's going to be more whoever um Jeff Gordon brings in as his head of amateur scouting. Right. So he, whoever replaces Timmons I think is going to wipe whoever he wants below him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like a like a ladder effect. Absolutely. Or Gordon chooses his amateur scout and the amateur scouts chooses his scout and development program and it'll go from there. Um, but there's one guy, I forget his name, who left Boston to join, I think it was Boston, to join Jeff Gordon in New York because he wanted to follow Gordon or wherever Gordon was before anyways. And he's French. Right. Oh, wow. So, a lot of people are saying, yeah. "Well, he's probably going to follow Jeff Gordon back to Montreal and be our amateur scout—an amateur scout or the head of amateur scouting." Right. It was something mm. to be, I think. I'm, I'm, I'm not.
0: I'm not too sure, but I mean that would definitely be interesting. Look, mm-hmm. Mark, if I'm being completely honest with you, from a very macro level perspective here, I think that. It's very easy right now to say that this is unbelievable. Um and, and I'm and I'm I'm on board. I'm on board and yeah, I know yeah, I was, it sounded like I was about to say that there's issues with it. Now there we may encounter some issues. Again, this team is far from perfect and we know that. But the one thing that I really wanted to say, and I've been thinking about it ever since the news broke, I was like, I'm saying this on the podcast today. You go ahead. Mark, direction.
1: Yeah, literally. There
0: is some sort of direction now. Well, I'm we'll see saying- what
1: Until the press conference, we'll see.
0: Yes, fair enough. But what, but Mm -hmm. what I am saying is that I think Molson has realized and taken some sort of accountability for this team kind of being up and down, up and down, up and down. He knows now that it is his time to pass on certain certain roles, i.e., the president of hockey operations Mm -hmm. to someone else. Clean the staff and reset, and by reset, I mean ultimately rebuild. Now. We don't know that's a fact. We don't know if that's a fact right now. But all I do know is that by making this initial move, by making by wiping the staff, you are showing some sort of we we needed a change. We needed a change and, and at least he's acknowledging that.
1: But why is why is um Jeff Gordon's role executive vice president? Who's the who's the other half? Say it again, sorry. He Jeff, Jeff Gordon's role is executive vice president of hockey operations. Okay. Who's going to be the other half? Is it going to be the GM or is it Molson?
0: He's executive vice president. Yeah. Well, is it, it's but was two, it
1: or is it because he's below Molson who's no, president?
0: I, no, I, if I'm not mistaken, it's because he's below Molson right now.
1: Okay, because um Bergevin was vice president of hockey operations and Molson was what? Like, yeah, I'm now. I'm confused on term. So
0: it, from what I understand, and I actually looked at it yesterday, Molson mm. was the owner and president of hockey operations. Okay. Vice okay, was the vice.
1: Okay, so it wasn't like split half half like co. No, no. President.
0: No, I don't believe so. Okay,
1: okay, and now they completely removed Molson's title of president of hockey operations.
0: Is that confirmed? I have no idea. Oh, I don't know either. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna have to check their website once they. Well, once and they everything. actually
0: write it in the tweet as opposed yeah. to as searching for it. Yeah, what is this
1: memo? Like, come I don't, on. But
0: but see, it's hilarious because you almost it's like it says the Montreal Greens of Me changes within the organization. Okay, great. That could mean a million things. That can literally mean a million things. And then on the front <laughs> page it says Timmins, Bergevin, and the literally. other guy gone. Like what? That's the biggest news we've heard in the past year more no, than no, a, I don't no. even know. It's massive.
1: Well, no, it's massive, it's huge. Let me try and see if they... I doubt they updated it right away. Like, if you go on like their... Yeah, because if you search up like... ...operations, let's see. Oh, God, they did. They did. Okay. Jesus. Okay, so Martina appoints the guy...
0: (laughs) Well, they did. So he's the executive vice president, and is Molson anywhere to be found on this website right now? Is Jeff here? Where is he? I don't see him. Did he step down? I'm joking. Oh, my God. We have Francis Bouillon as our coach and put play- Yeah, like with Loval or something. Yeah. Oh, Rob Ramage, I can't Ramage find Jeff because usually there. he was at the- Jeff was at the top yesterday, followed by Bergevin. So that
1: means that means he completely removed himself as. Uh,
0: but then why does it still say vice president? I feel like that's we're wasting I don't a understand. lot of time what's the stuff?
1: word vice? What does that?
0: I'm yeah, confusing myself with vice, vice to code. who?
1: Vice to who? You know what I mean? Yeah, vice to who? <laughs>
0: I don't know. I'm for right now. My assumption is that it he is vice to Ber, uh, excuse me, vice to Jeff Molson, but I cannot confirm that nor because like if, if Jeff Molson was
1: president of the Montreal Canadiens, okay. It's the the term hockey operations that that follows vice president, which I don't understand because Gordon should be president of hockey, anyways.
0: So can I so. Uh, sorry this this hasn't <laughs> been updated it hasn't been updated it, it has this one no oh, yes, okay. the one that you're talking about has but okay. this this person didn't update it so from what it from what I understand it says Jeff Molson was the team owner obviously and president mm-hmm. and CEO of Hockey Canada so that's that's president. Ash, yeah. that's president that's yeah. president right mm-hmm. and then Bergeron had the title of general manager and executive vice president of hockey operations so he so took literally his, his role basically except no general manager title
1: yeah Bergerman had both
0: Exactly. And now, so Molson's still there. He's still, from what he's I understand, but anymore. he's not on the main site, which is weird. On the NHL site,
1: yeah, I think they'll add him soon.
0: Yeah, whatever. It's a little confusing. Sorry for wasting your time for that. But we, me and Mark have just been going at it. We're is just Sean so confused. Burke still here. Yes. Sean... Sean Burke is still there, director of goaltending.
1: So they promoted him from a goalie coach to a director. <laughs> I, I thought, I thought he left
0: us coach. Why does it say that Dominic Ducharme is assistant coach? No, here it says head coach. I'm joking. Where, where I'm are joking. you? Oh, okay. I'm joking. I'm
1: joking. <laughs> like, we're not checking our phones. This guy just got demoted. <laughs> they hired Cole <laughs> Julien.
0: Oh, my God. Um, Martin Lapointe yeah, so, looks a little too much like, <laughs> like Patrick Roy. So, scary. Martin Lapointe,
1: that's the third, that's the fourth member of the bicep club. He's the last member.
0: Oh, that's him? Okay.
1: What's his picture of Jeff Gordon? That's the picture because he was a... Cause he, <laughs> was he, he on, on TNT the panel or something? He was on the panel during the draft, I remember. Oh my god. If you go watch the Habs when they drafted Logan Mayu, legit, all the panelists are like, "Oh my god, how could they do this?" This is the Montreal Canadiens we're talking about and whatever, and they go, "What what do you think about this whole situation, Jeff?" And he was it was the most mutual answer, not choosing one side and not choosing another. It's almost as if this guy knew. <laughs>
0: He, well, was on, maybe, he was in on it. Oh, maybe he did. That's a thing. Well, I, he was, it's easy <laughs> to say now, but...
1: Yeah, he was in on it. Anyways. Um, wow, it feels weird looking at this whole op- hockey operations. First of all, there's but only four so... guys.
0: How refreshing is it, though? Like, and it feels... John
1: Sedgwick it... doesn't count because he just does the legal affairs. <laughs> like, he has nothing to do with hockey ops. Um, we're missing a general manager. You know when you're like playing NHL franchise mode and you fire one guy
0: yeah, and, you and have... the whole thing gets and screwed then every... up? Yeah, everyone's gone. Yeah.
1: Everyone's gone? is legit what just happened. So, they need to fill up three roles right now. Because I forget what uh, the third guy they fired, Paul Wilson, whatever his name is. Yeah. I forget what he did. He's probably, I don't know. He's probably uh, player development or something. Yeah. He's probably player. Oh, no. Yeah. Probably. Um, Right now, under Martina Point, it says director of amateur scouting. Was that not Trevor Timmons' role? Did they?
0: I could I, I honestly couldn't tell you. At this point, at the I'm like the day, way too confused.
1: Yeah, at the end of the day, Jeff Gordon, I know we confuse a lot of our listeners because we're looking at stuff and they're just yeah, listening like, on Spotify. Yeah, because
0: right now, like I feel like I feel like people are just like, what is going on? Right yeah. Like,
1: at the end of the day, Jeff Gordon comes in as the number one guy who makes every single decision. He will choose along with Molson, the general manager. Mm-hmm. And from there, the GM and the president of Ocky Ops. Will choose the director of amateur scouting, which my guess will be a guy coming from the New York Rangers, or they're going to lure someone else that's good friends or good buddies with Jeff Gordon, because you have to have a relationship with this guy. They can't just go out and choose random people best for the job. No, no, there's going right. to be a relationship, and from there, they're going to start changing things within. Like no one's safe. If you look at this whole this whole chart of all these of all these men here, including the coaches. Except, maybe except for operations personnel, they look like nice people. <laughs> but if you look at all these people and the training staff, obviously, no one's safe. There's literally no one safe because there's a new guy coming in who can completely wipe whoever the hell he wants.
0: And he can go get p- people that he has previously worked with that exactly. have, actually, and he that have ac- which has actually worked, right? Where, the, where he's exactly. been successful. Look, there is no reason. There is absolutely no reason, and correct me if I'm wrong here, that Jeff Gordon will not come in here and say, look, you guys clearly have your respective issues. I'm here to <laughs> change that. And in order to change that, I'm going to bring on board people that I have worked with and have been successful with. Exactly. That means, well Marte, see you later. John, whatever, see you later. Sean Burke, see- it doesn't matter. Well, John Sedgwick so like said, guy, he just
1: guy. least the legal guy. Poor guy.
0: What? I, it doesn't matter, Mark. No one is safe out here, Mark. Don't, no, I think don't... no
1: one's safe, like, amateur scouting-wise. Like, all those little guys, like, all of Timmons' minions.
0: Ducharme is not safe. Alex Burrows is not oh, safe. I, I...
1: Ducharme's is sweating bullets right now. I, I could smell it from here.
0: How is Alex Burrows still the assistant coach of this team? No, he's like,
1: going to wipe that whole staff.
0: Good. Good. Mark, last week or two weeks ago when we last recorded, I was sitting here and I was so upset because, look, we had a very bad hockey team. A very bad hockey team with a very bad management. And now half of that has kind of changed. It's oh, starting like, to change.
1: Oh, yeah. It changed.
0: It yeah. changed drastically. No, but I mean change as in like, it's not done yet. They're far from done. Mm-hmm. And oh, like, they're far from done. Yeah, yeah. And you know what, Mark? And now to talk about the hockey side of things, because, you know, that's what we're here for. I do think that some people or some people might believe that the mentality in this locker room might also change drastically. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to jump to any conclusions because who knows? And we'll see next game and we'll see in the following games to come. I'm not saying that the Habs are going to become this contender. No chance. But what I am saying is that
1: they're going to change
0: because maybe they have because maybe the younger guys have a reason to play knowing that they're in good hands and not just in the same hands over and over and over and over again, season after season.
1: Uh And there's no more uncertainty. They know what's about to happen. And they know know what they're
0: getting, right? They're going to know where they're at as a hockey team and be able to move together, management and players included, right? Everyone will move together.
1: I'm just excited to see, because now Jeff Gordon can come in and not only does he know about how to make trades, how to sign players, he can come in and say, I don't want Norlander here. Send them back to Forlunda immediately. I don't want Caulfield here. Send him back to Laval immediately. Who knows what he's going to say? And Ducharme can't. He's not good buddies with Jeff Gordon like he was with Mark Bergerme. He has no idea who he is. They do not even speak the same language. So Jeff Gordon can come in there and say, you're going to make these decisions because you're on the hot seat. I don't care about your three-year extension because Molson better give him the green light of, I don't care what contract they have, whether it's a coach or a player. I don't care what extension I just gave them how long ago it was. If you have to make a decision, you make it. And if I think, in my opinion, the whole coaching staff's going to be wiped in the off season before the draft. And you don't should. need a coaching staff during the draft. You just need a scouting head of amateur scouting, some scouts, and a general manager.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm excited. Look, I'm uh, yeah. Go ahead, Jeff Gordon. Um, we're going to get into
1: his uh his his past. Oh yeah. But he, he won the. Uh, he, he has some good luck in the draft lottery uh, over the past few years.
0: And uh, the draft is. Last trial, time we saw him at taken? the podium,
1: last time we saw him standing on a podium, like in person, because. I'm oh, not even in person. Last time we saw him standing at a podium to draft a player was first overall.
0: And he was French. Wow, how things just line up. Oh, how the turntables. Turn- <laughs> you love to see it. But look, again, just just to wrap it up here for for what we've been talking about. It's exciting because as Habs fans who have constantly struggled with the fact that our team is always on the brink. It's always on the brink and never has made the push or has made attempts to make the push to be a better team, but has never actually capitalized on that. And I think that a new face, a new motivation, a new direction for this hockey team is exactly what they need. And that might translate to on-ice production. And maybe you know what, in a very bad and lost season, you'll see some of those younger players produce because there's not as much weight on their shoulders because they're of course, there's always going to be the media attention that goes without saying. But the Jeff Gordon might walk in and say, "Look, guys, we know where we're at as a hockey team, and we know where this team is going. But you know what? Go out there, show us what you're worth, and don't, don't. I say, don't worry about winning because that's inevitable. But I really do feel like there's going to be a, a much less weight on their shoulders. So let's see, let's see what happens. Maybe Caulfield's a 40 goal scorer. Who knows? <laughs> see, that's that's the half span in me. But yeah, I'm, I'm messing around.
1: It's probably so cool to walk into an organization, know you have all, the, knowing you have all the power in the world.
0: It's insane. It's so cool. Like everyone
1: looks up to this guy and says, "What the hell is he gonna do? Am I safe? Am I not? You know what I mean?" But I, the only I really, guy who's safe right now is Nick Suzuki, Jeff Cole Coffee, and Alexander Romanov,
0: and Jeff Molson. That's it.
1: Yeah. Well, even <laughs> <that's it. laughs> even at that, he's probably scared of him. I'd, yeah, be, scared. He, I'd be scared of the
0: but he looks like he's a very tough demeanor which also adds to it right he's not all he, it's not he's not all gumballs and lollipops and unicorns like you're he talking looks about like the jeff uh, gordon yeah he gordon? looks like he's there to do a job which which is yeah. good to know and Bergeron, look mr well, bizerran i'm not yeah, yes, fair enough but again <laughs> whatever we'll
1: see a <laughs> whole bicep club in the in the front office imagine they aware of goes that? down one day walks down the stairs just to go down do think- to like the the basement level to see where all the how Everyone's doing on their job, and there's just four guys who run your organization and they're just, just, and they're just curling. curling.
0: Oh, here we go. Yeah, anyways.
1: Um, do you want to start on Jeff Gordon's uh previous uh history?
0: Yeah, I, I really do. Um, because it's it's fun to look at knowing that this guy is now part of our organization. But the a first thing part. here, big massive part, the first thing mm-hmm. here that uh that I see here is acquiring Mika Zabinajad and a second round pick for Derek Broussard. um i mean i think those few words or that sentence speaks for itself um because abinajad has become a very big part of the new york rangers franchise they added a second in that in that deal and got rid of derek brassard who clearly was trending downward so good on him like uh i don't even what what else that's a fleece there's no other way around it
1: sorry before you continue uh, I don't know if you saw this on Twitter. I'm just checking my phone now. But Jeff Molson will hold a press conference tomorrow at 11 a.m. 11 a.m. Eastern. Jeff so Molson the- will. Jeff Molson will. Um, it doesn't say Jeff Gordon. I I hope it's that's just like a mistake.
0: You, I that think he'll David be alongside Pignotta. him, no?
1: U- usually he has to be. Could you imagine a full English press conference? Oh, my God. It's going to be like a... When's the last time we saw that? It's when you acquire it be, like, a player. It might,
0: it might start a, a, civil war, dude. It's like a Max Pacioretty,
1: like, when he was captain type of press conference. Oh, dude. And his name or Weber. Same and, thing. And I, I
0: I, need, I think we need to clear up the misconception. I think people might think that we have a problem with French people, or that we have a problem oh, not with at all. French language. It's 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 absolutely not about that. It's more just about the fact that we don't we don't love that some of the decisions are made because someone mm. speaks French or does not speak French yeah. or doesn't have, anyway. Um, But yeah, that, that'll be an exciting. Definitely tune in there. Um But back, but back to the moves. Yeah, that sorry. He made. Back, yeah, exactly. no, no, you're good. I mean, again, there's no explanation needed here. That's a fleece. That is yeah. a absolute fleece moving on. They signed Michael Grabner. I think, look, I don't, I don't really, I think this was a while back, but I think that he ended up having a pretty good season with the Rangers. So that's mm-hmm. interesting. And these
1: like, a, a bunch of goals with the Rangers like one year and yeah, just disappeared. He,
0: well that's it it says here that he put up 52 goals in 135 games but that's wow. pretty good for Michael Grabner dude like that's pretty so fast, impressive that yeah so fast mm-hmm. Um, then they then at the deadline this is when Gordon cleaned house and they traded away Rick Nash for Ryan Spooner Ryan Lindgren and Matt Boleski, a first round pick and a seventh round pick
1: Jesus and Ryan yeah. Lindgren still plays for them like he's he he's does the Rangers blue line
0: but then immediately after they flip a Spooner for Strom, Ryan Strom. Wow, yeah. So, and Rick Nash ended up being a rental for for Boston, right?
1: Where was Ryan Strom? Was he Edmonton?
0: It was with. It was with Edmonton, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah.
1: How did they? Why did they make that trade? The Oilers,
0: yeah, he, yeah, because Ryan Spooner, sorry, he did go to uh, to Edmonton, yeah.
1: What the hell is that trade, anyways? Who cares? Wow.
0: Look at look at our guy go. Yeah, man. look at our look at yeah, look at him go. That's our guy. <laughs> um, uh, shortly after that, then he did sign Artemi Panarin to a seven-year, eleven-point-six million-dollar yeah. contract. Look, I mean,
1: he, he wanted to go uh, to New York.
0: There you go. But again, I mean, still a good contract. Love mm-hmm. Artemi Panarin; He's one of the better guys in the league. Well, this is this is where it gets interesting. Adam Fox for a pair of second round picks.
1: Yeah, but again, um, it was he. He said, "I'm only going to New York, so facilitate a deal." That's the only yeah. place he wanted to go. Out yes. of thirty Fair organizations enough. at a time, there's only thirty other teams. I think it does or make even, it a little easier. Probably even twenty nine other teams.
0: Yeah, and look, then then there are a few. They say they quote-unquote bad moves that he made i can read them out but uh signing and then buying out kevin shattenkirk i think they signed him to a pretty big deal i think it, it was a four-year 6.6 billion dollar deal or was not bad anyway for, i think it was a
1: ufa at the time it's not that bad
0: right and then moving on eric stall for a pair of second round picks and alexis sorella not too familiar with him but
1: mark or eric mark eric right? eric eric eric
0: yeah did he i do you remember eric no Stahl, the eric was a new York
1: Ranger. Well, I think it was Mark. Then then the What was site- that team? What was the other team in that trade? Detroit? Uh,
0: it doesn't even say.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't think Eric uh, Stahl That's replaced. that's weird. unless I'm tripping. Oh, oh okay.
0: Tripping. Yeah, it says the Rangers needed help on the blue line and yeah, instead okay. got no, but no, but then it said instead got Eric Stahl for an ill advised playoff run on a deeply flawed team. He put up six points. I I, I think Mark's I think Eric Stahl played for the Rangers.
1: Because Mark Stahl, trading Mark Stahl was good for the Rangers. Oh, are we tripping here? I just I just see him as a Minnesota Wild player. A Carolina yeah, Hurricanes he was play.
0: traded to the Rangers. He was he went to the what? Rangers for 20 games. In- what?
1: Oh my god.
0: I don't really what? remember that to be honest. Yeah.
1: I'm looking on Google Images, the weirdest thing.
0: <laughs> Habs yeah.
1: Legend? I yeah, do not seriously. remember this.
0: Can okay, then I have a couple more moves. They re-signed and then traded Vladimir Mesnikov. Whatever, I don't, I don't even. They got, okay. they got a fourth round pick in, in exchange. So I guess they signed him to a pretty big deal and then trade him off. And then they call this the ugly. Okay, now I now we're giving our our, our guy a a hard time here, which I don't think is merited. But what, what are you reading off of? It's it's a Rangers site. Oh okay. But they're not. But like this is while he was with them. So like yeah, it wasn't yeah. It's really, like what we would do for Bergeron. Right. So they traded Ryan McDonough and JT Miller for Nemesnikov, Howden, Hayjack, or. Yeah, it's garbage. It, that's, it. that's garbage. Whatever. Anyway, they traded Graves for uh, big Bigra, uh, Chris Bigras, or whatever.
1: Yeah, it's garbage
0: also. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> but then, but these are the ones that I guess you can say are debatable. They, they yeah. traded away Stepan and Ronta for D'Angelo in a seventh overall. But D'Angelo's good, or, it's Arno, just... <laughs> or It's a slash seventh overall. Okay, now I'm confusing myself. This has been a very confusing
1: article. But episode. this article, I don't know. It seems a bit. No, iffy.
0: it is iffy because they. Well, anyway, whatever. Let's, Stahl let's... Situation. Eric Stahl, yeah. Apparently played for the Rangers. Where did that come from? Anyway, all of that to say is that, yes, there were a couple questionable moves, just like any GM or president of hockey operations will make a few questionable moves. But mm-hmm. overall, where where the Rangers are at now in terms of Panarin, Zabinajad, Adam Fox, so on and so forth, a big part is because of him. So I think we have to give him, I think we have to give credit when credit is due. And... Yeah, And
1: before that, he was in Boston as an interim GM because they fired their GM. And while they were searching for a new one, he was their assistant GM. So they promoted him as interim GM. You know what he did as interim GM? As an was- interim for Boston, yeah, he drafted Kessel, Lucic, and Marchand. And he traded Raycroft for Rask, for Tuka Rask. And he signed Chara and Savard, all as interim GM, Mark Savard, all as interim GM. And then, you know what the Bruins said? Go back to assistant general manager because we just hired Peter Shirelli. (laughs) And history was made. They had, they traded Tyler Seguin for a bag of pucks. And they had the worst draft an organization could ever have.
0: Okay, but that's not fair,
1: dude. That wasn't Shirelli, though.
0: No, 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 no. You cannot say that he traded for him back for a bag of pucks. They got Louis Erickson. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: And and yeah, i I'm, the, the worst. The 2015 draft wasn't Shirelli. He he drafted McDavid. No, I, I was I worst. was I was joking. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, anyways, he did a really good job as an interim. He went to New right. York. We know exactly what he just did in New York. You just explained mm-hmm. it. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. And. We'll use these last 10 minutes or so to talk about like the Habs and like the upcoming yeah. schedule, the way they played last night. But before we do, we'll end it off. One last note about what just happened. Because I know a lot of people are going to be saying, Mark, you're like the biggest Bergeron fan I know, and now you're literally so excited that he just got fired. Yes, both of those are true. I, I will never shy away from the fact that I was a huge Mark Bergeron fan. I always supported every move he made. You know that. I have always backed him up. Um, and I thought that this was one guy. Again, I grew up when when I started learning about the other side of hockey, the the off ice stuff. Bergeron was the guy, so obviously I leaned myself towards him, and I l- learned all the stuff that he was doing. Mm-hmm. So I had a connection with him, and I think that he was one guy that. And now I read his memo before we started this podcast, and it was like a really nice memo, a nice message to the fans. I don't know if right. you read it yet. You should go read it. But he was a guy that put everything out there to try and bring a Stanley Cup to Montreal. And you saw, look at his hair, man. He cared. This guy he cared. grayed out quick. He cared. He stressed over this team. He did everything that he possibly could. Every deadline, the Montreal Canadiens were involved in something. He tried to make his team better all the time. And most importantly, he gave a chance for Price and Weber to win a Stanley Cup. And I think that was every fan's dream and he gave it to us. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, I'm a I'm I still am a huge Mark Bergemet fan. I'm happy for what he did with his organization. I am satisfied for what he what he did for this organization. Right. But all th- all good things come to an end and I think it's time to move on because you can't rebuild the team you built. He already right. he already at uh, his 8th year I think. It was a brand new team and it was all his players. And that's from there where you start evaluating your general manager, and it didn't work out. You can't, you can't rebuild his own team. So, thank you, Mark Bergevin. Thank you, Trevor Timmons. Thank you, I forget his name, <laughs> and Paul Wilson. I'm so sorry. Anyways, we appreciate what they did, and I'm we're just excited for a new chapter because it's a fresher, it's uh, a new. A new direction is is what we need here in Montreal. A, of
0: breath, air. a, uh, a, a breath of a fresh, fresh air. Absolutely. A breath of fresh air. Yeah, but it exactly. but you said it perfectly. You said it absolutely perfectly. Yeah, I think He did a good job. You cannot rebuild the team you built, right? That's mm-hmm. that's you, you said it yeah. perfectly, and I'll leave it on that because yeah. it doesn't get any better than that.
1: The Habs be the Penguins. <laughs> Three empty net goals.
0: Oh man.
1: Did did Allen not understand the assignment? Because Montembeau understands it very clearly. He understands the assignment. Like did, I, did he forget made...
0: it's pain for Shane? What's going on here?
1: No, this okay. guy forty eight saves. robbing Evan Rodriguez. Where
0: did well, that well, guy like, come well, from? What's up
1: with this guy? <laughs> and you know what? I'm asking you this question because it's it's a good topic. Would you trade Jake Allen at the deadline?
0: Oh, that's a good you can That's a great yourself question. A
1: good return for Jake Allen. Yeah, I, especially I, I if think... you retain.
0: And especially to a team like we talked about so many times, but like the Edmonton Oilers, right? Mm-hmm. They need someone that can hold down the fort consistently. And Jake Allen has been the definition of consistent in that net. Again, his team in front of him hasn't provided, but he's yeah. done everything he could.
1: Yeah. So it's interesting. If you could land a first-round pick, I doubt it. Oh,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. I'd be a I doubt you can, but if, he,
1: if Jeff Gordon can...
0: If there's one guy that can, it would be... Mark Bergman or Jeff Molson, apparent uh, Jeff <laughs> Gordon, apparently. Oh what? my god, it's it's Jeff, G. It's M. G off and Jeff. Oh, it's messing with my head. Jeff mm-hmm. Molson and Jeff Gordon, why do they sound the same?
1: Yeah, I know, the two buddies, both Jeffs. I really <laughs> he hope he's at hard. the press conference, because I want to hear what
0: he has to I say. I think he will be. I think he will be. I think it only makes sense. But we'll see. Hopefully. Cross our fingers. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, the Habs won. They played a good game. You know, it was so hard to concentrate on that game. I'm going to be completely honest with you. It was so hard to concentrate on that game because I'm just refreshing Twitter constantly because bombshells are dropping left, right, and center about the yeah. Habs' direction and hockey operation staff. Right. But look, from what I watched, I picked up from my phone every time Hanarayan uh, Singh from uh, Sportsnet raised his voice because there was an opportunity, so I raised my head. <laughs> look, they, they played well. They played tomorrow against... Uh, Against arguably one of the worst teams in the National Hockey League, the Vancouver Canucks. So it's uh, it's the they, uh, the Kings of the North versus the not so Kings of the North.
0: It's two, also it's two also bad teams, two organizations that have been struggling recently.
1: I saw some tweet and it was like, as a Canucks fan, I'm so jealous of Habs fans. I wish I was a Habs fan right now. They finally get to fire their GM. I wish it was us. <laughs> like they're crying, they're crying. It's so, like, it's so. Ugh. Like Jim Benning's been there longer than Bergevin. and they've been hot garbage for the past twelve years.
0: And they actually have a better roster in front of them than the Montreal Canadiens do. Like I truly believe that. Do they? Well, you have Elias They're... Pettersson, Brock Besser, yeah. JT Miller, Quinn Hughes. Like those four yeah, guys arguably right. would be the best players on on our team. Yeah, you're not right. even arguably. It's not arguable.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're right.
0: But I'm not saying, I i don't maybe mean depth-wise, but I mean, like, they have bigger playmakers on their team. They have guys yeah, that... Yeah, you're right. That, yeah. They have star talent. Cool. We don't. Right.
1: Well, Suzuki. But, yeah, yeah they play but... tomorrow. It's going to be a a game. But there's, there's more important things right now because, look, it's just, it's so, it's so... Uh, we've never witnessed this before, right? Like, we have, but I was never old enough to understand what was going on. And now, literally, right. he just wiped three guys, three significant... Guys, out of this organization, and he brought in a very solid guy who's going to change the way this organization functions. Something we've been begging for in this podcast for who knows how long, and it's happening.
0: Mark, we spoke it into existence. We just have to we keep did. doing
1: it. He listened. He, Jeff's listening. Jeff Molson.
0: Jeff, I know he is. He definitely I'm buddies is with Jeff. Yeah, he, he, we're buddies. <laughs> like, like, if the Habs,
1: I swear, if the Habs or if the Canadiens... Add cup holders to the seats. He definitely <laughs> listens. Like we know, he listens.
0: You know what? Can we can we make it a thing where we talk about this once in the cup holders once an episode until yeah. someone acknowledges it.
1: Until so, okay. We can do that.
0: Someone has to acknowledge it.
1: You have like if I have to, you know, like some people like oh, if I meet Jeff Gordon once, I'm gonna ask him to, right. to sign cold coffee to a long term. No, I'm gonna ask him, hey, add some <laughs> cup holders. Cup my- holders i know it's uh, not your job but now you're the big man I'll, over here I'll make it happen make we it know happen. you can make it happen um, anyways yeah we'll ended up on bold predictions or did you want to say something yes go ahead no, Sorry.
0: All, all i was gonna say is that look like for the i'm not going to lie to you and i think that this is a pretty obvious statement like i have not been excited to watch HAVE games recently like i don't I mean, like and i watch them and i sit there and like they're kind of just <laughs> on in the background at this point like you know if something happens i'll be like oh that's great like They lose, they lose, they win, they win. Like it it doesn't really change much for me at this point. But with that being said, like I do think that this whole like again, I know I've talked about it so many times the direction, but it's just it's just interesting to me how this could potentially like affect on ice play. And -hmm. I don't want to say it will because it might not, but I think that these guys, like the guys that are maybe end like nearing the end of their careers in terms of like Brendan Gallagher and not ending nearing the end of their careers, but kind of like at, at that point in their career where it might be coming to an end very soon. And then, and then you have the discrepancy between those guys and the Suzuki's, like this might change a, 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 their mentality entirely. Like, who knows? So, I'm curious to see that. But yeah, we can move on to the bold predictions. Well,
1: one last, one last question I have for you before we go on to bold predictions. Yeah, go ahead. What are the bad contracts? If you're Jeff Gordon, what are the con the bad contracts that you're keeping? Do want
0: to consider uh do I want to consider Josh Anderson's contract bad? Yes. So Josh Anderson, Brendan By bad, Gallagher. Bad I
1: mean long term that can affect your decision affect making money wise in the future.
0: Fine. So I would definitely say Josh Anderson, Brendan Gallagher.
1: Mm-hmm. I think there should be one more.
0: Uh, is it is it is it Drouin or is it a def- uh
1: uh, Joy is not bad. I think he expires it, soon. No, it,
0: well, yeah, Joy only has two years left. Yeah. Um, it's is it Petrie?
1: Well, it's your decision. I I just think it oh. should be like max three.
0: Oh, okay, because because look like I mean like Shiraz, so you can go for four at because, the end of the season. Yeah. He's, so he's done. I mean, right. So I'm not gonna like say. if Whoever's Okay, so done. so I would definitely say Gallagher and like. Okay, but the thing is, is that I don't think. I don't know. It's really confusing because I don't want to get rid of Gallagher. Like, I don't think he should ever not be Mm -hmm. a part of this team. Like, I think he should retire on this team. Well, you have to keep
1: bad contracts because you have to reach the floor.
0: But that's it, right? So that I think that if you're keeping a few contracts, like Gallagher could definitely be one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, but for longer term, like I think I'd move Jeff Petrie for the right price. Again, Mm -hmm. like who knows what the right price is. But I think like some teams are looking for a right defenseman who can move the puck. And look, he's at his worst right now. Hopefully that changes and you can sell him high. But I, I think it would be Petrie, Josh Anderson. I'm going to take back my Gallagher comment and I'll I'll say David Savard. I don't like it at all.
1: Those are the guys you're keeping?
0: Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, okay.
1: No, no. Like, if you have to keep, you have to keep, which guys are you keeping? Okay. Brennan Gallagher. Through the rebuild. Oh, sorry. The bad sorry. I thought you told rebuild.
0: me who you're getting rid of. No, sorry. no. no Brandon Gallagher, Josh Anderson.
1: It could be just those two. Like, I, it, there's no set number.
0: No, and and I would say, no, and everyone else, everyone else is up for grabs personally. Well, okay, so not- I like your two and Cole
1: Caulfield, but yeah, but those aren't those are yeah right. No. Um.
0: Oh, 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 and sorry, uh, get out of here, David Savard, please. Okay, for three so and a half I'll million add, dollars.
1: I'll add one more to your like the the three guys you keep to reach the cap floor. Okay. Carry Price.
0: Yeah, well, you can't I kinda trade of forgot about that, but...
1: can't trade his contract.
0: Oh, that's impossible.
1: So, you have those three guys. Is Tyler Toffoli considered a bad contract? Uh, like, kind of. I mean, right now, it, it isn't looking too good. But... It's not a bad contract because you can trade it. Like, I think a bad contract is something you can't trade.
0: Yeah, and I don't think you're trading Gallagher or Josh Anderson's contract. can trade without just...
1: retention. like Right. Anderson I don't... has to retain.
0: I think Petrie's contract is absolutely movable. I think Savard's contract is movable, but that would be in our best interest. <laughs> yeah. I think that uh, was a bad sign.
1: But... Yeah, it was a bad sign. It was a, all, the, all the moves that were made this offseason.
0: I like the were... Hoffman one. I'm still not giving yeah. up on that.
1: Me neither. But they were all replacement moves that mm-hmm. were done out of drastic measure because he needed to like there was literally no other option he had right, to do like it. he had
0: to fill certain holes there
1: was okay. no you know what let's actually look at this player let's check how he would fit into our system no, no no go after him because you have to you have no players right they lost so many but anyways
0: exactly but i'm in agreement i'm in agreement basically like i would so then by those standards i would say gallagher josh anderson and carrie price
1: okay keeping and now we'll, who i'm keeping yeah who are you keeping yeah i, I think we both agree there And I'll go to our bold predictions for tomorrow night's game at the Bell Center at 7:30 p.m.
0: So I actually think that Jeff Gordon scores a hat trick. Um,
1: (laughs) You think he's gonna be there? He's gonna be there in the little box. That would be
0: so cool. Like I don't know. Like I'm excited for a new face. Yeah, excited. Weird. But you know what my bold prediction will be? With 10 minutes and 50 seconds of ice time, Matthias Norlander gets on the score sheet and scores a goal. (laughs) Okay. That's that's bold, no? Like
1: are they playing 7D tomorrow?
0: I don't know, dude.
1: I think they go eight. Anyways, you know, you oh, know, sorry, you play 7D and you have Jeff Petrie playing horrible, so you can bench him because there's six other guys, but he doesn't bench him. He plays him 23 minutes.
0: Well, that's that's a the whole point command.
1: of having seven Ds. If one's going bad, you just chuck them right. off. He's a sit
0: anyway. But that's that's going to have to change because again, like I've also talked it's about, going to look, change. And, he's a new
1: guy. He's a new boss. Well,
0: there you go. But like I don't want to, I don't want to like go on too longer because we've exceeded the hour mark here. But yeah, the yeah. one thing that I do want to note is like, look, like I don't understand a lot of Ducharme's decisions. Like one of them being like Dvorak. Look, he had a good game yesterday, but in in if you're looking at the outlook of things, like he hasn't had a great start to his career in Montreal, and I do think that you're giving a struggling guy 21 minutes a game but you're giving a guy who you call up in Ryan Paling 10 minutes a game to do what you might as well mm-hmm. leave him in Laval you might as well exactly. leave him to to develop but or or maybe split i think i said this last time or split the minutes or give Ryan Paling Dvorak's role whatever it may be but there's doesn't seem like to, there's any adjustments being made in terms of player development standpoint and from a organization standpoint on the ice so
1: yeah it's okay. confusing a little bit. For my bold prediction, I will go with um, a goal and an assist from David Savard.
0: you got to be out of your mind.
1: I'm out of my mind. <laughs> All I, right. I see it. Like, I'm like i I'm visualizing it right now.
0: Yeah, I'm seeing a Norlander goal. I don't know why. I'm excited. I hope.
1: I want this kid to score. Oh, I, I really him like back. him. But I think yeah, he should send, I think they should send him down. I do think he should send him down. Or send him back like, to, to oh, Sweden. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah agreed
1: and uh yeah we thank you so much for tuning in i know it's it's been a very complicated episode for those who don't know much about um upper management and the management side of the nhl it's always interesting to learn but i hope you learned something and i hope you're excited about the new chapter and the new era for the montreal canadians we thank you so much for tuning in and we'll catch you next time
0: stay safe guys